Introducing a celebration of growing stuff. And your host, ow, ow, for this gargantuan gardening gala, ow, Miss Dan Yowch. Miss Dan Yowch? Don't you mean Miss Danielle? Is everything okay over there, announcer guy? Oh, yes, my apologies. It's just that I did a little gardening before the show this morning, and now my back is just a bit out. Ooh, stiff. Hmm, you don't hear much about gardening injuries. Uh, tell me more. Well, I was crouched over my lettuce bed for quite some time, tending to my leafy greens, when I spotted a wiggly little worm friend. Oh, a sign of healthy soil. Uh, go on. I hadn't yet completed my vocal exercises for the day, so I decided to practice in front of Vincenzo while weeding my plants. Vincenzo? Yes, my little worm you friend. You named your worm Vincenzo. Yeah, got it. Yes, and before I knew it, I'd been bent over my lettuce for three hours. Three hours? <sighs> Indeed. Now my muscles are sore, and that's not even the worst part. Well, what's the worst part? Vincenzo didn't even get to hear me finish. A-E-I-O-U. Well, 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 I, I think I have a friend who might be able to help you out in just a bit. But, but first, let's uh, let's start the show. Uh, hang in there, announcer guy. Welcome to the Grow Town Gardening Podcast, where we celebrate the love of growing stuff together. I'm Miss Danielle, and today we're talking about a few ways in which friendship can help us out in the garden. You see, we all have different strengths and weaknesses, and by creating partnerships, we can help each other out. Kind of like planting corn and pole beans together. When corn is planted and begins to grow, its stalks reach high to the sky, but can be weak and blow over in a strong breeze. When pole beans grow, they need something to climb to reach that bright summer sunshine. By planting them together, the beans get to climb the corn stalks, and the corn stalks get the extra support from the bean vines. Everybody wins! I'd like to introduce you to two more friends making their growing space the very best it can be. Together, they know all about composting. From Sanctuary Farms in Detroit, Michigan, it's John Kent and Parker Jean. Hi, John and Parker. Hi. Hello. Pleasure to be here. Can you tell me a little bit about why you chose to work together on Sanctuary Farms? Well, growing is a community effort. Uh, and it's been a real great pleasure to work with a, a friend on this endeavor. Like a family, gardening requires a village. So uh, fortunately, I found a person I can start it with, and we planted our first seeds, and now we're growing our village with a lot of other people as well. And we're so excited to be doing this for the betterment of the Riverbend community. And what is compost? Composting is materials made up uh, from organic waste. Uh, and is a soil amendment that can be put on plants to make them grow healthy and strong. And why would that be important for our gardens? Compost is, it's a resource. So you're, you're diverting what would be waste and turning it into a resource. And why is it important? It's basically nutrition for the garden. So that's how your plants 
will become strong and healthy is through nutrition and you need compost in order to have nutrition. And how can we get started at home? Instead of throwing uh, that apple core in the trash, throw it in the bin. And then once you fill it up with different apple cores or, you know, cut up celery or different vegetables, you bring that outside and you mix that with wood chips. And then over time, you be sure to turn it and it creates beautiful black soil. And essentially there are four ingredients that make up good compost. Nitrogen, carbon, water, and air. Nitrogen come from the plants and the carbon comes from the wood chips. And you need to air to make sure that the pile is aerobic, which basically makes sure that it's gonna decompose correctly. And water helps with that process as well. And when you have those four things, you're gonna have a really good compost. Carbon and nitrogen, when they're layered in the correct way, what it does is produce a habitat for microorganisms. So all we're doing as composters is setting up the right environments for microorganisms to do their work. Are there any other fun facts we should know? Compost is great to divert waste away from the landfill. And the landfill, unfortunately, is really degrading our environment. Uh, it creates methane because it, it is not properly decomposing organic materials correctly. And once you have compost, it sequesters carbon within the air. So this is a part of the process that is really going to be a great climate a solution to help take out carbon and uh, not create more methane to be put out into the world. So composting is one of the great environmental tools we can do for the planet and the soil itself. I think it's really cool when you can actually see how hot the piles get. You need 131 degrees to kill off pathogens, but our piles have gotten well over 160 degrees. Why are the compost piles getting so hot? So as I mentioned earlier, that's the microorganisms doing their job. The heat is generated from the microorganisms eating. So all that aerobic energy is getting it all hot and sweaty in there. Yes. Yes. When you exactly. have that air in there, that gives them room to be able to breathe, in a sense, to be more active. And there you have it, composting companionship in the heart of Detroit. Thanks, John. Thanks, Parker. Thank you. Take care. We go together like PB and J.
Hey, announcer guy. Oh, ouch. Yes? I have a good friend who may be able to offer tips on how to avoid stiff muscles in the garden. I'll take all the help I can get. From Private Health Physical Therapy in Wixom, Michigan, it's Krista Carlomusto. Hi, Krista. Well, hi. It's nice to be here. Oh, we're so happy to have you today. Now, are there things we can do to prevent our joints and muscles from feeling a little sore after a long day of gardening? Most definitely. We have to remember that prolonged poor posture, heavy lifting, and repetitive twisting and bending motions pose the biggest risks when gardening. The key is prevention, and to prevent back pain in the future, I would recommend warm up and stretch before gardening. Shoulder circles, neck, trunk, and leg stretches can be very helpful. Elevate your workspace. Raised gardening beds are generally better for your back and reduces back strain. Take breaks. After 20 to 30 minutes of stooping down and gardening, try standing up and walking around the yard for a bit. Then you can get back to it. Use the right tools for the job. Long-handled tools can reduce bending and souping. And try a lightweight, multi-use hand tool to help with the weeding. Use knee pads or gardening pads to protect your knees. Also consider a stool or gardening bench to reduce the need for squatting down. Use proper lifting techniques, or even better, find a friend to help you lift those heavy bags of mulch or soil. If you are by yourself, make sure to bend from the knees rather than the back and use a wide stance. You can even try using a wheelbarrow if you need to transport heavy items around your yard. Wow, Krista, those are great tips. Uh, Is there anything announcer guy can do right now to relieve his sore back? Yes, I do have some suggestions on how to alleviate your back pain, Mr. Announcer Guy. But remember, these stretches can become a part of your daily routine to keep your back healthy and mobile. I'm going to suggest three stretches for you. These three are my favorite. The first one is called the knee to chest stretch. For this one, you lie on your back, lift both the knees to your chest, wrap your arms around your legs just below your knees and pull them close to your chest. Hold for about 30 seconds and try that three times. The next one is lower trunk rotation. Begin lying on your back with knees bent and feet resting on the floor. Keeping your back flat, slowly rotate your knees towards the floor all the way to the right until you feel a stretch in your back and hold that for a few seconds. Then all the way to the left until you feel a stretch in your back and hold that for a few seconds. Repeat this back and forth about 10 times. The next one is seated hamstring stretch. Begin seated on a chair, scoot to the front of your chair, place one leg out in front of you. Now keeping your legs straight and pointing your toes towards the ceiling, bend forward at the hip and hold for 15 to 30 seconds. Try that three times on each leg. I also suggest using either hot or cold compresses to your back. Ice will reduce your acute pain, tenderness, and inflammation, whereas heat will ease the muscle stiffness and improve circulation. You can always take ibuprofen or an anti-inflammatory if you typically do well with these medications. When in doubt, ask your doctor. I hope these suggestions help. Krista, I'd like to thank you for your expertise. And as a show of gratitude, might I dazzle you with my remaining vocal exercises? Absolutely, but only if I can join you. A-E-I-O-U, A-E-I-O-U. A-E-I-O-U and sometimes Y. I see the beginnings of another beautiful friendship. See you next time. 
Growtown is a multimedia endeavor for children. Using gardening as our conduit, we seek to instill a sense of belonging, gratitude, and wonderment for the world outside our windows, and a simple love of growing stuff. Music, garden, community, Growtown. For free coloring pages, videos, music, and more, visit growtown.com. That's G-R-O-T-O-W-N.com.